Hey guys, welcome back to the Godly Dating Podcast. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Welcome back, y'all. What's going on? Hope everybody's doing okay. Thanks for all of you guys who've been listening faithfully, who've subscribed. We couldn't have gotten this far without you, so thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I know y'all are excited to hear me back on the podcast. Don't Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, I'll get to the point where I'm more consistent. Life has been a little crazy, especially these past two weeks, which I'm sure, I'm sure Tavares has mentioned um, that we have this managed. This week three now. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. Yep. We've managed to catch um, or contract the COVID virus. Um, but we are feeling so, so much better. I think the only symptoms we have, well, the only symptoms oh. I have, because I don't think Tavares I'm good. Oh, let's, please. Let's not put me in that. <laughs> But all I have is a little coffin left, so hopefully that'll leave soon. Uh, and Zion will probably be back to daycare next week. God's willing. God willing. Man, y'all pray. Because <laughs> I need it's to do been my rough. work. It has been rough. Because behind. we have both been working from home uh, and going to school from home. And then we have Zion who isn't able to go to daycare because um, we got his daycare shut down. So... <laughs> If anyone listening to this podcast goes to his daycare, we apologize. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Well, thank you guys for praying for us and thinking of us. We do appreciate it. And we have another podcast. Starting up? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so as you can see by the title, we just want to talk about why God hasn't given us the desires of our heart. And I know um, many of you guys... If you don't know the verse, we're going to be coming out of Psalms 37, verse 4 today. So that verse says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. You know, and many people take that verse, and you know, I won't say it's necessarily taken out of context, you know, because the verse does mean what it says. But I feel like a lot of times we've taken it and tried to imply that God is a genie. You know, that whatever I want, you know, God is just, you know... The Sky Daddy. Somebody mm-hmm. keeps commenting on my, my posts. I muted them, but Sky Daddy. I don't know. It's, it's very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're listening, please stop. <laughs> you know, but but it's like we just assume God is going to just meet every single desire. God right. is going to meet every need. And even the needs that God wants to meet in our He's life, we feel, as like, we feel as though he should meet it when we expect him to. We expect, I prayed Monday, you know, so God, I need that by Tuesday, you know, Wednesday, the latest Amazon Prime. You know, we treat God as though he's a delivery truck guy. Mm-hmm. He just brings us everything we want. But I believe a lot of times we forget that it's, it's God is more than concerned about giving us good gifts right. he is, because he, is. he wants to. But at the same time, he's God. He's not just trying to give you things to earn your love or make you, you know, serve him. Mm-hmm. Because if we look at verse five, it says, commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. So many people, they just go, you know, they quote this verse, God, I need a new car. Um, God, I need a spouse. Um, I'm almost 30. I need you to bring that, you know, because the eggs aren't, aren't as fertile anymore, God. And right. the, the man is looking like, God, these muscles ain't going to last for another couple of years. And we just think God is going to, okay, cool. You need that? All right, I'm going to drop that. You right. know, that's not necessarily how that concept works. You know, so we just want to talk about a few things on why we believe that God may have, I won't say he's withholding it from you, or uh, I just want to say, we just want to say reasons why it hasn't happened for you yet. Right. Some possible reasons. Right. 
All right, so reason number one, not everything that looks good for us is good. Sorry, not everything that looks good to us is good for us. Mm, Rewind Um, that just because you stuttered, babe. Go ahead and do that (laughs) one more time for the people. Not everything that looks good to (laughs) us is good for us. Uh, And Proverbs 16, 25 says, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. We don't see the end. God knows the end. He can see um, what we can't. And and when I think about it, I think of another verse that says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And one, another verse says... Jeremiah 29, 11, if you guys need, if you don't know where that's from. Right. And another, another version says, to give you an expected end. So God knows. And why would God give us the desires of our heart if he knows that, you know, it's not going to, it's, it's going to harm us? Or if he knows that, right. you know... Right. Right. Something something bad is gonna happen. Yeah. I think of um, I'm gonna say one more thing. I oh, think go of ahead, go ahead. I think of um, Zion and how. Okay, so I love to sew. I've gotten into this sewing thing for the last um, couple months. Like, and y'all um, stay tuned for that boutique <laughs> in the future. Now, right? I'm really really <laughs> into sewing, and I have a lot of needles, and I try to keep them out of his way. But sometimes when he sees them, he wants them. And if I was just to give it to him because he wants them, yes, Zion wants the needle so bad. Um, so, yeah. So, as his parent, I'm just going to give it to mm-hmm. him. Zion doesn't see what's going to happen if I give him the needle. As exactly. his parent, as the person who's supposed to be his guardian, who's supposed to protect him, because I love him, I don't give him the needle. No matter how much he wants it, because I don't want him to no kill himself. No matter how nice he thinks that needle looks. Right. And, you know, he's I, not I, getting it. I, I, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. Um, I want to say, I want, I don't want to say that that shows how immature we are as Christians, but I want to say in certain moments in our life that definitely shows where we need to grow because just like we're comparing it to a toddler, all of you can imagine your baby brother, baby sister, or your children doing that. You know what I mean? And it's kind of amusing when, you know, my son wants to grab the iron and I'm just like, Zion, it's hot, you know? And he's just like, hot, you know? And it's like, he's not realizing, no, 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 I mean, hot as in we'll burn you yeah. and I'll go to jail, you know? <laughs> but but I mean, like in his head, it's just like, daddy doesn't want me to touch the iron and right. he may not get the, con- the concept, you know, that this is actually danger. I and mean, I believe many of us, we pray for God to send things our way and God is looking at it like, uh, yeah, you want that brother. He's handsome, tall, dark, and handsome. You want that sister, body right, face pretty. Yeah, you you may see the outside. Right. You don't see what I'm trying to protect you from. Come on. And listen, <laughs> <laughs> but really, like they they don't. We don't always see it. And I and I believe that I'm a perfect example because I know when I was younger, I was just like God. I just need a safe sister with a fat butt. You know, I'm sorry, guys, if there are children under the age of. Man, y'all grown. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But that's how I used to pray. I was that immature thinking, okay, if my wife has a huge butt, then that means I'm satisfied. Not realizing that was my lust that was leading me. That was my that was my immaturity that was leading me. You know, so God knows, okay, good. You get a woman with a nice butt, and then that shows that you're only valuing her for how her body looks. You aren't valuing the character and all those things. So I believe that this shows us, you know, when God doesn't give give us something um, right when we want it or how we want it. That it shows that even God's no is filled with mercy and is filled with grace because God knows that, you know, our desires may be valid, but they can still be harmful. Right. God knows that, you know, some people are great, but that doesn't mean that they're attached to your destiny. You know, and a lot of times we try to connect with people, you know, who God may have allowed to be in your life for a temporary season. And we try to keep them there permanently that will delay our calling. Right. You know, so I think it's important for us to understand that not everything that looks good 
is actually going to benefit us spiritually. Because if I just ate candy every day, it will always taste amazing, Mm -hmm. but my health is going to be messed up. My cavities are going to kick in. Diabetes is going to start knocking on the door and high blood pressure. You know what I mean? So I'm Jamaican and I love my oxtail, my, you know, my curry chicken and all that. But at the same time, if I don't eat that salad, then that high blood pressure will be calling my name. Eat that salad and drink your water, bro. (laughs) Yeah, but I'll let you get into the next one. Sometimes God doesn't give us the desires of our heart. Yet, maybe because he has bigger plans for our for our lives. Maybe it isn't exactly what we want. Um, Ephesians three twenty says, "Now unto him that is mm. able to ex- to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us." Yeah. I was just saying, yeah, baby, oh, you look that good. I, I, wasn't, you, I wasn't trying to cut you off. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to say something. Nah, so, nah. yeah, God God had definitely has bigger plans for us. Maybe he's trying to teach us something. Yeah. Maybe he's trying to build our character. Uh, maybe he's trying to teach us to trust and wait on him. What What is God trying to tell us in this situation? What plan is he lining up for us? Yeah, I think a lot of times, man, it's just it's so frustrating with the waiting period. And, you know, a lot of you guys, if you're honest, you can admit that it gets frustrating. You know what I mean? I know it was frustrating for me many times when I'm just like, God, I'm living a godly life. You know, no good thing. We were told from them that walk uprightly. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get your word. I'm trying to trying to see it come to pass. And it's like, God, you know, what is it that you're mm-hmm. what is it that I'm missing? Right. You know, and that that shows me that sometimes we don't we just don't see the bigger picture. Isaiah tells us that God's ways are higher than ours. His thoughts are way above yes. our thoughts. You know, and then that shows me, you know, because Abraham received the promise from God. And even though Abraham received the promise, Abraham, you know, Abraham and his wife, they're looking like, "Well, God, I know you're going to do something, but you didn't do it yet." So how does this process work? Right. You know, and that's where a lot of you guys are in this moment. You're like, God, I know you're going to bless me with a spouse. I'm sure of it. I'm confident. I'm praying. I'm waiting on your timing. I know many of you are thinking like that. And you're just questioning, okay, well, any day now, God, because I'm, you know, I'm ready. Quarantine season. Mm-hmm. I, I need somebody to talk to, you know. But a lot of times we don't realize that we do what Abraham did. We settle for Ishmael instead of Isaac. So God promised an Isaac. But Abraham was tired of waiting. Abraham and his wife were just like, well, I won't blame Abraham's wife. But, you know, she suggested she suggested Hagar and then her suggesting Hagar allowed them to conceive. Yeah. So they got something, but they didn't get what God wanted. And many of you were trying to help you. I'm sorry, I keep swallowing, you know, and somebody told me that I swallowed too hard. And now I'm so I'm so scared to swallow because I feel like you're going to hate me and send hate mail, you know, but I'm just saying. But the, the issue with that is. We may get a spouse, but we won't get the person God ordained for us. Right. So you may get a person, they'll be beautiful, they may be handsome, but will they be pushing you into your purpose? Right. You know, and Abraham made a huge mistake because the promise was never given onto Hagar. I mean, the promise wasn't meant for Ishmael and the promise was meant for Isaac. And I don't want you guys to go ahead and think, well, God, you're moving too slow because your plans are not as great as God's plans right, for your life. Right, right. And to piggyback off of that, you read a verse earlier. You said a verse if about if we delight ourselves in, in, in God, um, then... Um, can't even remember the verse. I, oh, I 37.4. No, yes, um, 37.4. So delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the, give thee the desires of thy heart. Um, if we are truly delighting ourselves in God, um, our will, the things that we desire will be conformed to his will, mm-hmm. his desires for us. Um, why? Because if our number one desire is to, to 
to be more like him and to please him and and be less of ourselves, um, then we will only want what God has for us. We will only want what he has for us. And he will reveal that to us the closer we get to him, the closer we walk to him, the closer, the more we dive into his word and ask him, God, you know, less of me and more of you is what I, what I need, what I desire. And that's, and and I think that's the ultimate goal. Not necessarily that God will, when, when I look at that verse, this is how I interpret it. Yes. The verse says that you delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart, but those desires become his desires for you. Pause right there. Repeat that for me, please. Babe, I think the people didn't hear you in the back seat. Those desires, that those desires of your heart become his desires for you. Yes. So that's what he will give you. Those desires that he desires for you. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of times we forget that because if it starts off with delighting yourself in the Lord, that means it's, it's very hard to delight myself in the presence of God and still carry my envy, my lust, my pride, my anger. God starts working on every part right. of you the closer you get to him. So that shows me that I'm not saying, you know, if you have a specific type, God is going to remove your type from you. Please don't think that's what we're saying. We're saying that God will see the shallowness of your heart. and He'll right. work on it. Right. God will see, you know, the issues, the things that the dysfunction that you're so used to, God is going to remove that from you that you're, gonna, you're not going to be going back to these abusive relationships, these dead-end relationships, right. because what God wants for you is way better than what you were chasing after all those years. Right. So I believe that that's the main key to take away from what Safa just said. Like, Please understand that, yes, God is able to meet the desires of your heart, but just because God gives you the desires of your heart, that does not mean what you want. Or what you desire two years ago is what God is about to do now. God is saying where he wants you to be two years from now. And that's what God is going to align in your life. So please understand that God is definitely able to bless you. But he wants you to be blessed more than you want to be blessed. So you may be asking, God, I need me a dime. And God is trying to send you a quarter. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. you settle it. And and another thing I think of is is you might want that dime so bad. And you swear, you really believe that's the desire of your heart. And God give it to you. And it's, it's not satisfying. <laughs> it's not satisfying. Yep. Nothing can satisfy you except for what God has for you, except for God. Like, you cannot, what he has for you is the best. Nothing you could ever think of, nothing you could ever want, nothing you could ever dream up. Even if you think, man, if I just had this one thing, nothing will surpass or, or be more or, or, or better than what God has for you. And I think that's what we have to remember. That's good. That's good. Before we get into our next point. I want to take a quick break in the episode. Hey guys, Tavares here. I know you're enjoying this episode, but I want to give a quick shout out to the sponsor of today's episode. BetterHelp is a resource that I'd love to tell you all about because I believe many Christians don't prioritize their mental health. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be able to connect in a safe and private online environment. So don't think you have to drive anywhere. Your counselor can be contacted at any time. Also, you can set up phone or video calls as you may desire, because I know sometimes you just want a face-to-face interaction. So if you're facing depression, stress, anxiety, anger, or any form of trauma, please understand BetterHelp is there for you. They'll be willing to reach out to you and speak with you as you may need assistance. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. If you're feeling burdened down, I want you to want you all to enjoy a more happier life. As one of our listeners, you also get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com/godly. 
Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash godly. Now back to today's episode. And number three that I want to um, mention to you all is the fact that many people won't admit it. I'm man enough to admit it because I know God is working on me, but I believe a lot of times God won't give us the desires that we're praying for because our motives aren't pure. Mm-hmm. If we read James 4, 1 through 3, I'm going to read in the ESV so it's easier for some to understand. It says, what quarrels, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and you do not have, so you murder. You covet and you cannot obtain, so you fight and you quarrel. Mm-hmm. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask wrongly mm-hmm. to spend it on your passions. James is rebuking these people. And if you don't feel him rebuking you too, I don't know what Bible you reading, bro. Or sis, I don't know what mm-hmm. y'all reading because he's letting us know exactly what Jesus said. Jesus said, if you ask, you're going to receive. If you seek, you're going to find. If you're not, the door is going to be open. But he's saying, you guys are doing that, but God is not opening any doors. Right. He's not answering any prayers. You're not finding his will when you're seeking it because you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Right. And I'm not saying it's wrong to desire sex, but God is like, man, this person is only praying for sex. All right, man, their poor wife, their poor spouse, they're not ready to be a, 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 you know, in a relationship. They just want sex. Or you're praying for God to give you that better job. But God is like, why do you want a better job? Is it because you're going to be a blessing to the to other people? Are you going to be a blessing or, or win souls of that job? Or do you want a better job so you can buy more clothes, more cars, show off on social media? Because right. I want everybody to see that I'm in Aruba next month. Like, what are your motives? And God is saying, some motives are, I can't honor that because it's not going to lead you to my will. Right. It's going to lead you away from me. If God gives us certain things, he knows it's going to turn us away from him. Right, right. Uh, and and number four is we have some some form of sin we need to repent from. God's not gonna bless us. A lot of times God doesn't bless us because we're not living right. Why would He give us? <laughs> that's like me giving Zion uh like his he, a toy he wants because you know he because and I he, because and he's I even, love him. But right. but while he's misbehaving, here he's he goes. Mi- you know, like what what kind of parent? <laughs> I I really think of God as a parent, like. That's, you know, that's basically what he is to us. He's our father and he's not going to give us something if we aren't living in his will. Um, Psalm 66, 18 says, if if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Many of you guys, uh, I feel like I won't say you guys specifically because people that listen to this podcast, the way you DM me, I know you guys are hungry for God. Like it's other people that I'm really saying this about. And I'm not saying that, you know, just to be nice to our followers. But there are some people that literally read the parts of the Bible that are convenient for them. You know, so they'll read the part that says God is going to bless me because that's what I want to hear. They read the part that says God is going to heal me because that's what they want to hear. They don't read the parts that say repent. <laughs> you know, right. they don't read the parts that says God is holy. So be ye holy for I am holy. And I'm not saying we could ever just work our way into right standing with mm-hmm. God. It's only the blood of Jesus that makes us get righteous, that makes us holy, that sanctifies us. But at the end of the day, God does expect you to follow right. him. He, he expects obedience. Right. Like, so. He, no, I'm just, no, I was thinking he, ex, he expects you to try your very best. Yeah. He don't want you to half heart him or, um, you know, sin and then say, well, God, forgive me. And you think that's, you know, that's going to get you somewhere with him or get you what you want. You do whatever you want. And then at the end of the day, you come and you say, well, he'll forgive me. 
and you you know you think that's not gonna work it doesn't always work and we're not trying to sound like angry parents by saying that but <laughs> let's understand something jesus didn't come to earth god in flesh out of boredom mm. he came here because sin is a separation between us and god so just because god forgave us we're saved that does not mean christians no longer need to repent repentance is not something that's saying oh you're not saved oh you're repentant you're safe you, oh you sin you're not saved you repent no you're safe no that's not what that means repentance means turning away so right. when when god tells you to turn away from something he's not saying okay you're hellfire right now no he's telling you you're leading towards destruction if you don't turn away from the things that enemy is bringing your way so he's showing us okay you you committed you had sex before marriage. Yes, it's a sin, and God is not trying to condemn you. All you do is repent. God, forgive me. God, I'm sorry for my sin. God, I'm going to obey your word. And you're showing God the repentance in your heart. Right. He's able to restore you because mm-hmm. he sees something happening in your life. But many of us, we sin, whether it's you know fornication, whether it's lying, whether it's stealing, whether it's how we mistreat people, whether we're gossiping about people, backbiting um, people, you know, you're not forgiving someone who hurt you, all kind of things, you know, because sin is more than just fornication and homosexuality, because it seems like those are the only sins that the church likes to address. But there are a lot of sins that are sending people to hell, like lying. There are a lot of sins sending people to hell, like, okay, I quoted a sinner's prayer, but I never read my Bible. I never attended church. I never did. So you never had a real relationship. God wants an actual relationship with you. So it's necessary to repent daily. Like, Sometimes I'm praying and I'm just like, God, I don't know if I did something wrong today, but you know, like, you know, when my heart wasn't right, when I saw X, Y, Z on social media, you know, my heart wasn't right when I was holding that conversation with that friend on FaceTime, Mm -hmm. you, God sees all of that and he knows it's a separation. So God is just asking you to repent because many of you, you are waiting on God to answer, answer something. And God is like, there's still iniquity in your heart. Release it, and I'm able to do what you want me to do. But until you let it go, until you ask God to cleanse you, then your prayers, I won't say are hitting the ceiling, but technically they are because God wants to do it, but he wants to be in right standing with you. And that only happens through repentance. That only happens when we put our trust in the Lord because if we're not trusting in God and we're just doing whatever we want, then we're not allowing his grace to work in our lives. Amen, amen. Um, another thing is sometimes we need to heal from our past before God opens the next door. Mm. Mm. I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like sometimes your past can affect your future in in a negative way. Imagine if God was to give us the desires of our hearts and we haven't completely healed from our past. We would destroy it. A lot of times that's what happens. And sometimes we go through struggles and um, things that we didn't necessarily have to deal with. Because we wanted it now, even though we weren't healed from something that happened in our past. And and I'm not trying to contradict what you just said, Saf, but I feel like a lot of people, they may not agree because there are a lot of people that are obviously bitter and married. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's not that God can't give you someone while you're still holding unforgiveness. Excuse me. Um, but the thing is, God can bless you with someone. And because of your heart, the relationship will always have issues or because of your insecurities, you can never trust them or because of whatever it is that you didn't. Oh, the the guy cheated on you in the past or the woman cheated on you in the past. Now you're always worried. Mm -hmm. This person's going to cheat on me. It's just a matter of time. You're never able to fully trust or fully love if you're not healed from what happened in your past. Right. So, yeah, I think it's, it's necessary that, you know, I don't, I don't know who it is, 
that, you know, you dated someone who abused you, left you with kids, mm-hmm. you know, they, they dumped you, you know, two weeks after you guys broke up, you saw someone new on their social media, you saw that they were engaged. I don't know what your scenario is, but I do know you cannot allow bitterness to creep into your heart right. because bitterness is going to turn you away from God and then you're going to blame God for the evil actions of another person. Right. So it's necessary that you allow God to, to wash you, to cleanse you, because once God cleanses you from the things that you are struggling with, once God cleanses you from those issues of the past, then you're able to love because right. the Bible says to love your neighbor, love your neighbor as yourself. And how can you love your neighbor when you don't love yourself? How can right. you love your spouse when you don't, when you're not feeling whole together, you know, right. so you have That's to be good. whole in order to love someone properly. Right, right. Um, and I think it also coincides with maybe it is the right person um, or the right desire, but it's just the wrong time mm-hmm. because you haven't healed from your past or maybe it's because of something else. Maybe you're just not, you know, necessarily ready or your mind, your heart is not the place to receive what God has for you. And if you receive it now, um, I'm not saying that he wouldn't give it to you now, but like Tavar said, sometimes, uh, you know, you go through so much, um, because you you just weren't ready. And then when God allows us to have some of the, the, the desires of our heart sometimes prematurely and things don't work out, we blame him. And we say, you know, you know, it, we, we believe it's his fault because he gave it to us and we weren't ready. No, but you asked for this. And sometimes he'll allow us to get what we want because we keep we, we, we are stubborn and we just keep asking and asking and asking because we're being impatient with him. And so he'll allow us to get that. And then we destroy it because we aren't ready. So I feel like sometimes we mess. We, or they destroy us. Right. Or they destroy us. Right. Um, and, and then and then from that, God doesn't necessarily get the glory and the point of our lives, the point of everything we go through and the point of the the, the desires he gives us or the um, the gifts that he gives us. It's all all of this has to tie back to him. It goes back to him in glory him so oh you just let them in like you oh, was, you was I, going no, I, in girl. i thought you, you were about to say something but i, I do <laughs> no, feel that in, no. um sometimes it's our not being ready that delays the process of, of us getting the desires of our heart um there was a point um with the children of israel they were desiring a king and god wasn't trying to give them a king because obviously he's leading them they didn't have to get what the rest of the heathen world was getting mm-hmm. and you know their desire was their desire led to Saul. So God's plan was always to raise up David and anoint him to be king, but mm-hmm. they were so needy, you know, it's past the season with the judges and now they want a king. And so God allows them to have Saul and Saul ended up being, you know, someone who, yeah, God allowed to be in position, but start doing some nonsense. You know, he didn't lead the people the way God wanted him to lead them. He didn't have God's heart. He didn't have that, that spirituality to him like David did, you know, it was about Saul. It wasn't necessarily about God or about the people per mm-hmm. se, you know, and that shows us that God will give us what we're, what we're praying for when it's the wrong desire. There are times when God would allow us to have the wrong desire right. because you're going to choose what you want to do at the end of the day. Yep. And God is saying, okay, I have a beautiful woman, godly woman down the line for you. You're going to meet the God is not going to tell you when you're going to meet them, you know, because if, if God told us everything, then, you know, like, you know, and or we probably be casual about it, mm-hmm. whatever. We want to trust him or anything where God says you're going to meet this man or whatever it is that God says you're going to do. And, you know, it's like we we try to rush the process or we 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 get impatient. So we just choose whatever we want. And God is just like, OK, 
because if if we're honest, whenever you make up your mind about something, everything else at that point is already confirmation. You don't need God to to send a sign. You already know you're going to marry him. You know you're going to marry her. You're not listening to nobody else, so you're just going to do whatever you want. But God allowed them to have a leader that absolutely ruined everything for them. Mm-hmm. you know. And then God is showing them after Saul that here comes David. Here comes the man that's going to lead them in war. Here comes the man that you know has a, has a heart after God. But that wanted, they wouldn't have to go through that unnecessary baggage right. if they weren't seeking something that they didn't need. You know, so it wasn't that a problem, what the, uh, have, desiring a king was a problem for them, but the problem was they wanted a king because everyone else had one. And many of us were wanting a spouse because everyone else had one. We want to post somebody on social media because everyone else is doing it. So what exactly are your motives? What exactly are you desiring? I believe that when we look at this verse that God will give us the desires of our heart, that we have to understand that, yes, God wants to give us the desires of our heart, but God wants us to have his desires. Right. God wants us to desire his word more. He wants us to desire his presence. And God is not going to give you someone who's going to distract you from him. God is trying. And even if God sends the perfect, godly, best looking, everything about them is right. But you're not ready mentally. You're not ready emotionally, spiritually. You're going to ruin it or you're going to pull them away from God. Right. So it's definitely necessary to marry someone godly because there will be days when you're weak and they'll help you up. But God forbid I marry Safa. I'm not ready. Safa is like, you know, the best thing since sliced bread. And then I ruin her life spiritually. Or she wants to go to church and I'm just like, hey, baby, don't take all that. You know what I mean? And then a godly person ends up compromising. You know, there's no guarantee that you're going to grow just because they're perfect. Right. But if you approach the table with a heart that's ready, with a mind that's ready, you know, in God's will not rushing, then you know that you chose this person because it's God's will and not out of loneliness. No, I agree. I agree. I think the moral of of all of this is that maybe God doesn't give us the desires of our hearts simply because we aren't ready. Our minds and our hearts aren't at the the place to receive what he has for us. Or he's teaching you something. Maybe he's teaching us something. Because many, I know a lot of people, godly men, godly women, they, they got it. Nice paying jobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're living godly lives. They're trying to their best to stay away from sin. So you could be checking all the boxes, right? And then it could seem like, okay, God, what are you doing? You know, because the ball is in your court at this part. You know, and I, I don't want us to ever feel discouraged because something didn't happen the way we did, we expected it to. Because sometimes God is just like, no, I'm making you wait. And that doesn't mean if God makes you wait, you won't be able to have kids. Because that's what a lot of people think. Abraham had his, you know, and Sarah, nearly 100, you know, so please stop limiting God or please stop comparing yourself to others on social media because the race God has you in is not the race he has us in. Because a lot of times we we, we just desire more, you know, and sometimes I feel like it wasn't the it wasn't God that wanted us to have that or God that wanted us to have that now. Mm -hmm. But we felt as though, well, everyone else got it. I need it now. Right. You know, so I think ultimately... We need to find the will of God for our lives. And we're going to find that when we get back into his presence, into prayer, and get back into trusting him. You know, because a lot of you guys, you may you may be in the season of waiting. I understand that. But just know we believe that God is still able to bless. He's still able to keep. He's still able to do everything you're, able, you're praying for. But like Safa read earlier, he's able to do exceeding abundantly above 
So no matter what you're praying for, all you could ever ask for, God wants to do more than that for you. Yep. You're praying for that spouse. God is thinking about the spouse and the grandchildren down the road. So you're thinking small. God is thinking way bigger than you are. So I just want to encourage somebody to trust them. If you listen to the end of this podcast, we appreciate y'all. We do. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, you know, so we just want to encourage you guys, man. Keep trusting God. God is able to do it. I'm praying for you all. Safa will be praying for you all. And as always, we love y'all. We'll be seeing you next Thursday. Heart of Dating Conference, if you haven't signed up yet. Mm-hmm. Sign up. Go Link sign will up, be guys. in the description. And we love y'all. Love you guys. Peace. Peace.